Hello? Hey, you hear me? Yeah. Can you can you hear me? Yeah, sorry. The link uh that it sent was weird and I had to like copy and paste it so I wasn't sure if I was doing it right. Oh, no worries at all. Um yeah, it's I've passed a couple times that I've interviewed people. It's been kind of strange. Um first ones were pretty easy, but last couple people for sure. Huh. How's it going, man? Going good. How about you? Doing well. Doing well. Uh thanks for coming on the show and talking about straight edge and your band yeah thanks for having me yeah for sure what's uh can you please state your name age and where you're from yeah my name is brian greenberg i am 27 i think uh <laughs> and i'm from phoenix arizona nice how long have you been straight edge uh i've been straight edge i was thinking about this the other day uh i think since around 13 or 14 years old oh so. wow so for a long time yeah, for a while. So if you're 27, where, what year were you born? 93. 93, okay. Um, did you have, were you always, from, uh, were you raised in Phoenix, born and raised? Yeah, I was uh, pr- pretty much, I would say I was. I uh, was born in Evanston, Illinois, outside of Chicago. Okay, cool. Um, my whole family's from up there. And then my parents moved here with my sister when I was like, maybe a year old so I, I grew up here more so than there oh cool so you're like grew up in the the arizona hardcore scene and stuff yeah yeah awesome awesome and you're in the band civilian mind sure am cool man um tell us about that band uh band. civilian mind it started out as a uh kind of like a quarantine almost uh i don't know if we intended for it to be a real band uh martin who's the vocalist of point break okay uh he really wanted me to write something along the lines of uh all teeth and i sent him a bunch of music that sounded nothing like all teeth (laughs) and (laughs) and that's the and that's the demo um and it was just like we both always wanted to be in a straight edge band but it's uh not the easiest thing to find a full band of talented people that can play and that are all also share the same values as you you know yeah yeah for sure that's what i feel like uh straight edge bands i mean i I feel like there's a rise of straight edge bands right now um yeah but i I feel like there was a time where it was like far there were you know few and far in between like of bands like just full-on straight edge bands because i knew that um point break they are not straight edge i don't correct they're not like yeah yeah they're not yeah they're not but he is yeah he he Uh, is and uh i know brad who plays bass i believe is and i believe their drummer might be uh i'm not entirely sure Um, but like the band as a whole does not claim to be yeah 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 the band is yeah no in no way shape or form and what do you play in the band um So as of right now, I am everything that's not vocals. Nice. Um, We just found, well, not just, but more recently uh, got our friend Ryan to join on bass. Um, But as far as, obviously we haven't played any shows. Um, As far as uh, the music that's available and will be available, like the newer stuff that's coming out, um, anything that's not vocals is, is me. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. What will you be playing when you guys get a lineup? Do you have it? Are you just uh, probably just gu- yeah, probably just guitar. 
Um, oh, cool. I'd imagine I'm not like the best drummer in the live sense. Um, so I wouldn't want myself to do that. Nice. Nice. I mean, we, uh, that's cool that you get to play pretty much everything now, but I mean, that's also awesome too. Cause then you get to like write your own kind of, you know, like you have your own idea in your head. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I played in, you know, you know, traditional bands for, for a while and I still would like to, but, my my job doesn't really um allow me to do it okay that's my bad i got a i got a spam call and it just like sent everything through a weird room oh no worries uh no worries at all uh, um i you were talking about um what bands you were in before so you were in traditional bands before yeah so i um uh, i was i sorry train of thought lost um i was in I was just in like, you know, in traditional bands before for a long time. Um, and oh, yeah, I was saying my job doesn't really allow me to do that as often or be there as frequently as I would like to be. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm an audio engineer by trade um, normally or mostly in, in the live uh, event industry. Oh, cool. Awesome. So like I do, I do concerts and stuff. I, I tour with um, a couple like metalcore bands and stuff. So oh, cool. I'm, That's really I'm not, cool. Yeah, it's fun. I'm just I'm not home a lot to be able to be super involved with things like that. Oh, okay, that makes sense. I mean, yeah. What the, if you don't mind me asking, what bands do you tour with? Um, I tour with a couple of them. The main guys that I work with is a band called Fit for a King. Okay, cool. Uh, they're, they're like a Christian-y metalcore band on Solid State. Um, but yeah, I, I I just I'm not home enough to really be consistent with a real band or i'd have to find a band that uh that which is kind of hard yeah so i have two projects right now including civilian mine um that are both well are both more or less are straight edge bands um oh cool uh but that are basically just me and a vocalist just because it's like you know for the other one I've been doing a little longer. It's called Ritual of Decay. It's like a death metal band. Um, uh, before the pandemic, or because, because of the pandemic, I just had a lot of free time on my hands. hands. Not because, you know, I, I didn't, didn't have any work. work. Um, um, and so that's kind of how Civilian Mind got got born was the fact that I, I was home and I had the time to sit down and write songs that i wanted to write and i just had almost unlimited time for a couple months nice that's awesome yeah Yeah. i feel like there's i feel like bands have had it's been a bummer for bands um for last like last year it was really hard on bands but just in general it gave a lot of people time to write and just kind of yeah do their own kind of projects um totally which is cool and then you have cool straight edge bands like yours coming out doing their doing their thing yeah um how did you become straight edge? Um, it's a good question. Uh, <laughs> I really did anything before I was straight edge. Like I, I tried a few things when I was younger. I hung out with uh, some older kids, and you know, a lot of my friends are are f- friends from from high school at least. Where uh. As much as I love them, we're degenerates. <laughs> um, 
so nothing nothing obviously super crazy it just never really uh was a thing that appealed to me and then going to shows uh, i was introduced to the idea of straight edge and it just made a lot of sense um like the first time i probably read about it on the internet or something after i you know searched what it was and like i was just like oh that's pretty much me i was like a great descriptor for like how i feel about you know um variety or whatever um nice so it's definitely from just going to shows and somebody mentioned it or something with straight edge I, i can't particularly remember what and something made me look into it more so did you say like 13 years old about was when yeah, you discovered yeah, yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Cool. I'd say like 13 or 14 for sure. Um, what kind of, uh, what bands or people or movements or anything really shaped your idea? Because I, I think that like there's, in straight edge, it's just like any, anything else, right? Like everybody kind of has like their own belief system or like the way that they've set up their, you know, the way that they see straight edge. Mm-hmm. Um, what kinds of things help shape your own understanding of it of just being you know kind of living a drug-free lifestyle um like i said going into this i think a lot of um a lot of me finding straight edge and i kind of has to go already not really having the desire to do anything but on top of that like the household they grew up in like both my parents you know they, they aren't like party people they don't really do anything so I don't think I think that kind of led me to not really care because it just seemed like they didn't really care um and then once I found music definitely stuff like you know all the all the classics like my age just have hard uh minor threat Straight edge bands they definitely got into. Because I mean, you look up the term straight edge and minor threat is the photo. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, uh, uh, crisis uh, have heart. Uh, uh, a lot of the early version nine stuff that was straight edge. Uh, um, I think definitely uh, helped me shape my kind of view and opinion as to what at least I I take it as and what I thought it was or is. Um, and then as I got older, definitely um, becoming vegan and a lot of veganism and vegan straight edge bands um i think helped me uh find find my own meaning behind it if you will um so there are a couple things out of that that i want to kind of touch base on um sure first off is what is straight edge to you um straight edge to me is um hmm i guess in the simplest terms, it's uh, rejecting anything that alters your your uh, conscious mind. I would say in like a kind of convoluted way, you know. Yeah. Like yeah, drug- yeah. Like I, my big thing for me with straight edge is just like I always want to be in control of my and my thoughts and my feelings as much as I, I can be, you know, on my own. I don't want anything to be, have to use anything as a crutch to hold me up or I don't want, um, I don't want anything to dull me. Yeah. If you will. Well, 
Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. I mean, like, I think there's a lot of, yeah, I mean, like, I mean, I'm just thinking of different bands, like, um, that's, have you, do you listen to Harm's Way? Oh, yeah, of course. Um, Harm's Way was Ease My Mind when he talks about just, like, wanting to feel everything. Yeah, and exactly. Like, yeah, no, exactly. I just want to feel all of it. Like, yeah, yeah. it sucks, but I also at the same time want to feel it. Yeah, you, you can't um, have the, you can't have the, the good without the bad and you just it makes you a stronger person if you can just move through it all you know yeah oh for sure it's definitely it's a harder way of life like it's more difficult to i don't know necessarily know like navigate the world but like it makes you stronger for sure like it's not you know like you're you're taking all of the all of the pain and like you said like all the good and the bad it's like it's it's yeah. just one big, you know, world of emotions. Um, the other thing that I was going to ask, because you brought it up, was so you're vegan too. Uh, yes. Cool. How long have you been vegan? Uh, I've been vegan since around 2000. I think 13. Dang, it's a long so, time. Yeah, it's been <laughs> a minute. It, I mean, it was just another thing where like. I, it's something that I had been thinking about for a long time and I had friends that were already vegan and uh, it, it just like, it made sense to me. Uh, mm. Like I didn't have to think about it too hard to understand or like to, to not understand, I guess to say, but to, to get the, the concept that animals aren't here for you know our consumption or our our use or whatever yeah. it was something i had already been thinking about for a long time and just um it just made a lot of sense the same way straight edge did when i first found out what it was i was just like yeah that's exactly that's what i've been looking for that's how i i an easy way to describe what i've been feeling this whole time nice yeah that's i've uh i think it was i was listening to I think it was either. Do you listen to Toby Morris's podcast? Uh, actually, I don't. Surprisingly. Oh, cool! It's it's pretty <laughs> it's pretty cool. Like, uh, it's Toby Morris from you know H two O. Yeah, of course. Um, he does a podcast. It's called One Life One Chance. Yeah, I know what it is. Um, I've just never listened to it. There's a couple of good ones. I think there was the one was he interviews Josh James from Evergreen Terrace and Stick to Your Guns. Yeah. And then I think the other one. Maybe it's Chad Gilbert from Newfound Glory. Um, but they were talking about how, like, you know, they just had how they found Straight Edge. And it was just kind of like they were just, you know, listening or like talking to people. And like, just it's a different world now, you know, like when we mm-hmm. were kids, because you're only a few years younger than me. It's like it was almost like word of mouth, you know, and like looking up some things on the Internet. But a lot of it was just like, you know, I go to shows and I see people with X's on their hands or like you see like that AFI video that's like, Oh, notorious dude, yes. in the, you know? Yeah. Oh and, yeah. Uh, that's, I mean, that was one of the, that video is funny enough. People where it's like, I remember now looking back, seeing that video and going, oh, yeah, what that is now. Like the first yeah. time I found out about straight, edge, I like saw a photo of someone with like an X on their hand. And I was just like, Oh, that's what that was. I remember that. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Do, do you know the story behind that though? Like the, I I think it was it was also on Toby Morris's podcast, um, where it's like uh, Jamie Joss said that like the people when they actually recorded that 
like they were listening to Hatebreed during that like entire shoot. <laughs> Um, yeah, then, some, like... some, somebody somebody told me that it's uh, I forgot who it is. Somebody claims to be the person that does the spin kick that you can see the X on their hand. And I forgot who it is. It's somebody in some band from California that I can't remember. Oh, nice. That's yeah, awesome. I, I mean, I'm sure but... that they, I'm sure that they got a bunch of like hardcore kids. I mean, Dude. I think it's funny that it's just like, and it's like there was there's really no live music. It's just like, you know, a recording of of songs and people are just moshing, but yeah it's fun it's funny yeah for sure um so with that okay so going back to you and where you are so you're vegan street edge um Mm -hmm. so at some point within straight edge like you know if i'm not gonna like i don't and especially in the show like i think that there is kind of like a um i don't know like a threshold maybe or like you know, everybody has their different version of straight edge. Like, I don't think that you can be like, you know, what they say, California sober, like be sober, but smoke pot. Like, I think that's really fucking weird. Um, But I think like, I think that there's like, you know, there's straight edge, but then you can be like vegan straight edge. And then you can like add, there's like all these different parts of straight edge that kind of like take place or like that, that exist. And so like vegan straight edge is definitely one of those and it started with i mean i don't necessarily know too much about it like it did it start with earth crisis is that I how it's... Say, uh i mean i don't know necessarily the truest of origin okay uh but if they i, I i'm sure they weren't the ones to start it but they are definitely the ones that made it like what it is editor. yeah oh yeah um so the question that i want to know i want to ask what i'm trying to get to is like so like there's like especially with Earth Crisis and there are like other bands too, but Earth Crisis is the first one that comes to mind. Like, although that's like really militant straight edge, that it's like, you know, um, liberating animals and like not only there's that, but then like you know even if you get to like to the Ashes album and like talking about like burning down meth dealers' homes and like like real yeah, like, yeah. real straight up just like I mean I get it I totally get it and I'm I'm. I don't necessarily know how for it I am, but I mean, I get like <laughs> there, I get what they're saying. Like, it, like, I know that like music is all like, you know, imagery and trying to like create, you know, it's, it's an art. So it's, it's, it can be f- fictional or non-fictional. Yeah. It's um, not necessarily truth per se. Exactly. Yeah. But like there, but I think that, but you know, like I think being a hardcore kid and then being, especially being like, if you're in the scene and you are hardcore, like, and you're like a part of the like hardcore scene, is like there are some real angry dudes out there. <laughs> oh yeah, and, you know. And so, like, uh, I guess my question is like, how does, how did you, I don't know, how do you not, I guess, not allow that to come into play with your own stuff, and then through your own music? Because like I've listened to your your guys' stuff, and like, mm-hmm. it's not super, you know. Let's burn stuff down kind of a thing um and so i just kind of want to i'm just curious to what how you feel about that and like what influences your writing like yeah you you mean mean, like very militant or like hardline kind of ideology yeah um yeah i don't know i guess i never really uh liked that either like you know like you said i'm only a few years younger than you and when i started coming to shows crews were still a thing Mm -hmm. um and I always thought that was really silly. Uh, I under like now that I know more of 
you know, the history of, I guess, like Cruise, it, it makes sense why, you know, in a pre-internet age, you, you know, you go to a show with, with your friends, you don't know everybody there, you know, you're, you've got, you need people to be watching your back because it's not like now where you kind of know everyone and everyone knows everyone. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, you can go to like, you can go to, you can go to a show here or you can go to like some, you know, giant festival in like California, you know someone, you'll probably yeah. find somebody. Yeah, so like I understand, I guess where the the necessity started, but when I started coming to shows, crews were very much still a thing, and I always thought that was really silly in this at this point. Um, you know, at least in same way with militancy, like I get where they're coming from, but I it, it's always been a silly notion to me. Um, you can't dictate what other people do or how other people live their lives. And then there's no point in, in really trying for me. Um, you can advocate for what you advocate for, but no. In the end, no matter how militant you are, it's probably just going to push people away from the idea more so than yeah. bring them towards it. Um, at least in my experience. And yeah, I guess that's why that doesn't really fall into any of our music. I don't think Martine feels that way either. I think we're both very much about do what's best for you and, and live, you know, live your life. I, I don't want anyone to tell me how to live my life. I'm not going to tell anybody how to live theirs. Um, and I know that me forcing, you know, whatever belief, whether it's veganism or straight edge down someone's throat's not going to work. Mm. Uh, because I mean, there was, you know, there was a while where, like I said, um, I started going to shows here. It was, you know, super violent and there was still, I mean, it wasn't as I, I came in a little after a lot of the, the crews had gone, but there's still a couple. And it was just like, I don't know, seeing that just almost made me want to not be involved. So I can only imagine for other people, it would do a similar thing. I, I just think, yeah. I think they have the best of intentions, uh, but I don't think it gets your point across uh well and at least in a way that someone's actually going to hear you out yeah for it makes so, that makes sense yeah like it's it's you know it, it's like anything else religion whatever like you you force somebody force something on somebody more than likely they're going to either reject it or they're just going to not listen to you yeah that makes yeah. sense i mean i think and you made you make a really good point and i don't think like i've like i haven't sat down and thought about this as much I mean, I, you know, I interview people who are straight edge and don't really have like a recovery background, but are like grew up in the same scene that I did. Um, Cause not everybody on the show I interview is, is like in like recovery or sober. Like, sure. I'm, you know, it's like, I'm straight edge, but like a lot of the people who I do interview, like don't have that history with it. And I, and I completely forgot, like, yeah, crews are like I don't I don't even know like are crews still a thing? Like when I was a kid, crews were everywhere. Like I had a you know my own little crew and like yeah um, yeah you know. But there you know like there's like the like the major chapter ones that like are all over the you know all and, over the U.S. and like I haven't heard a lot of the names that I used to hear um, floating I, around. Yeah, like I'm not super in touch with that side just because I've never really cared or wanted to mm. be. Um, I've only been as in touch as I've had to be. I know that, you know, there's still a couple, a couple of the larger ones, to my knowledge, are still around. I mean, some of the ones that were real wild, just kind of, from what I understand, sort of just evolved into gangs. And if I'm 
totally speaking out of turn. Somebody tell me so I don't get beat up. Um, <laughs> somebody, somebody in the well, we're not mentioning any names. So I no, think, yeah, I, I mean, like... like I don't, I don't know enough to, to know. <laughs> I mean, like you know, I've had my run-ins with a couple, but it was never anything that I dwelled on later. But like, I mean, I think there's a couple that are still around. I think there's still some major ones, especially probably on the East Coast compared to over here. Yeah. Um. But like, you know, I I don't go to a ton of festivals or anything or shows. I go to a good amount of shows actually that aren't in Arizona normally when I'm traveling a lot just because I happen to be places sometimes. Yeah. And like, I can't say that that's ever been a thing I've needed to be really worried about. Or yeah. Like, no, or, or, you know, so I don't know. I don't think it's as, it's definitely not as prominent as it was when I, you know, when both of us probably started coming to stuff where it was, you know, it's like I was saying, like, it kind of started at a necessity from yeah. what I've gathered. It's just like, you didn't know everybody. If, you know, something popped off, you needed, you know, your couple friends to make sure you had somebody who had your back. Otherwise, you know, the other 50 kids, you don't know them. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And I think like, I think, cause you're said you're 27, right? Yeah. So I'm like, uh, did you turn 27 this year? Or you're turning 28 this year. Turning 28 this year. Okay. So, I think maybe because I'm I'm 32 going 33. So I think like just as like a side conversation about this, like I think that maybe they started dying out more so when you were going to show. I mean, we were probably going at the same time, but like. Yeah, when I started. Yeah, yeah. When I started coming for sure. Yeah, I think because they were like really there was a bunch of them. And I remember like, Mm -hmm. like reading in people's digipacks and stuff like that of their CDs of just like you know, shout outs to, you know, this, this crew, oh, and this crew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like not as like, I mean, maybe it's also because it's like CDs and tapes are like a dying thing. So you're not constantly reading like, you yeah, know, inserts anymore, inserts yeah. anymore. So it's like, I don't know, maybe it's that, maybe it's not, I don't know. I, um, I, I just think a lot of the need for it went away. Mm. And I think that uh, it was just kind of I, I imagine it was just a hard thing to keep up because it just like it's you know like I keep saying there just wasn't there isn't a need for it you know everybody at the show now yeah you know oh, for sure like for sure like I walk into a show in the underground here and it's like even if I don't actually know everybody I've seen them on the internet probably yeah you know yeah. I, I'll at least recognize them because I saw person xyz take a photo with them or something once you know oh for sure and like i think like oh go ahead sorry oh that's all i was gonna say i was gonna say like the big mystery of who's that random person over there is kind of gone in a small scene you know yeah i mean like yeah i remember because when i was a kid like myspace was still a thing and like Mm-hmm. Uh, or not really a kid, but like teenager myspace myspace was still a thing and like i was still finding out a lot of bands from just like that yeah and, same you know it's like now you can like take a picture like you can take pictures anywhere at any time like yeah. um and then you can like recognize like you know some person or whatever it is you know and it's like it's 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 so i think like when i was younger like there were you know, we had like the sidekicks and those random, you know, flip phones that are the, the, not the flip phones, but the, those ones that like had cameras and could post the Facebook and my, or post to MySpace and like, yeah. you know, and like we would sometimes get photos like that, but now it's like, you know, everybody's taking pictures at a show and like they're tagging their friends and tagging locations and like, 
yeah yeah like you're right like the exposure is just like so much roof. more yeah. yeah yeah it's crazy it's a really wild wild you know experience i like yeah I, I think like i went to a show in san diego i went to go see baptists okay and um all pigs must die in oh, like Very san sick. diego and i was there just for the weekend and some ran some dude like took a picture and then i was like you know grabbing the mic and i was like that's crazy because like when i was a kid you know like i always wanted to be like that person on yeah you know whatever yeah, it, was, and it was like it was golden. but it was not possible when i was a kid like at all like nobody yeah, I mean, yeah. professional photographers you know oh yeah no yeah you wouldn't know until you saw it printed on somebody's shirt and then you're like exactly oh shit that's me yep <laughs> exactly yeah. which was you know it's kind of like i'm always you know still want that to be the case but i'm getting old so it's a little different <laughs> yeah, it's a little, hard, a little harder a little harder it's, to it's, be it's, doing it's, that it's easier but also a little harder yes oh for sure i'm like jealous of my son when i'm like oh yeah buddy you get to have so much fun like i don't know what's gonna happen when you're doing when you're going to shows and doing the thing that i was doing but like when i was a kid this was the best (laughs) or this was like the goal was to do that yeah um so i kind of on the same subject that we were talking about before that um how does how is it working with other people who are straight edge um well i guess you know like because you've been writing a lot of it um Mm -hmm. how is it working with other people in a straight edge band because your values can differ and like like you were saying earlier before we got cut off was um you like finding people with the same sort of values to make a band like that is hard to come by Mm -hmm. um how is it writing music and you know, you know like applying like lyrics does he do the lyrics for the for civilian mind yeah martin i just let him i let him loose on everything vocals oh. related i just kind of let him do his thing and you know he'll he'll ask me for input but for the most part i i just let him kind of cool. do what he what he feels um it's kind of funny for being a straight edge band at least with the music we've released so far uh he hasn't really read a lot of lyrics about being straight edge per se like mm-hmm. directly if you will yeah uh, i think his his stuff all kind of relates back to it but it's more so about upbringing and kind of how finding straight edge helped him not kind of lose himself and in, in whatever his upbringing was uh mm-hmm. i i would definitely say it's 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 nice having uh being in a creative space with other people uh, that are sober and stuff for like the first time um i've been in bands with like friends that were straight edge but it was like never a straight edge band or anything mm. um and there's definitely a a different energy around it to a degree i i don't i don't feel like it's all that different to be honest um just because being in a band especially a hardcore band is like a lot of just goofing off anyway yeah you know so oh, for sure. yeah like when it comes to lyrical themes and stuff i mean it is cool hearing some of his lyrics and and being able to like relate to him on on a you know a level about something that's straight edge or how you know he and you know you don't know some emotional thing figure out because like i've I've never i've never been in a band where someone's writing from that perspective yeah which is i i would say is the biggest uh difference um 
so that's yeah. that's nice that's nice knowing that you have some shared experience that's uh it it kind of runs a little deeper it's like when you just meet somebody and you find out that they're also straight edge it's just like even if you don't really like them that much you still have this bond that's yeah, weird oh, sure. it's definitely like an unspoken agreement and bond like yeah uh, and i totally agree with you i've never been in like any successful hardcore bands but the ones that i was in when i was growing up were like a lot of I mean, I think even now in my 30s, if I was to do something like it is all just goofing around, like it's oh, like yeah. playing riffs from like other bands and like, <laughs> yeah, have, you know, and it's just like in <laughs> making up ridiculous lyrics and, you know, it's 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 pretty much like jamming like a jam band, but like with, you know, hardcore and it's it's fun, but it's yeah i mean like i the lyrics i was writing when i was in a band was like it was hard because it was like trying to come from everybody's walk of life and then somebody being like well i don't believe in that or i don't stand for that yeah uh, and it being like oh well okay i don't i don't know what you want me to write like you yeah. know and so i'm sure that there's like a different feel or at least just like that at like you're coming from the same space um yeah and you have something like going for you which is great which is i think it's awesome yeah, totally. Uh, there was something you said I was gonna touch on, but yeah, no, it's 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 super cool, just knowing that a lot of what he's writing, even if it's not necessarily about straight edge, is coming from that same perspective and lens that I'm I saw. If I was in yeah. a similar situation, of you know, not all of his stuff I can fully relate to, but um, yeah, it's just it's nice having that that connection. Um, For sure. That. For and, sure. And, totally unrelated because i'm just curious and i don't actually know because uh, mm -hmm. you you are from phoenix as well right yeah, or, yeah, yeah what what bands were you in not any not any i'm, I'm from tucson but oh okay okay um, I, i'm just curious if i know any of them no 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 i wasn't in anything that like <laughs> we had band rooms in tucson and uh before we had we had like a show like a i feel bad because like the I think one of my a person, one of the people I, I was in a band with, listens to my podcast. Um, but oh, we no. kind of we we ended up going. We ended up like we were gonna have a show like in a like a couple weeks from when we broke up, and uh, it just kind of like you know, it was just like yeah, kind it, of just yeah, it was just yeah. like one person was like, "No, I don't want to write this, and I don't want to do this," and it was like we were pushing band practice like maybe two or three times a week if we could i mean it was possible we were just trying to get ready and um then it just fizzled out because oh, okay. it was just like too much too many conflicts of of interest and like <clears throat> writing styles were totally different i was the the yeah. vocalist so it was kind of okay. like i don't really have as much to yeah not yeah. necessarily to do but like there's only so i mean i play guitar but like i i don't only... really write yeah you can yeah <laughs> until the rest is ironed out oh for yeah. sure and yeah I, sorry I was sorry like, i was i was just curious if I no you're good it. you're good you're good um yeah i wasn't anything anything big but i i was trying to we were trying to do something and then it just like just didn't happen and i was like that's that's a bummer but oh that's that's uh, i just that just reminded me of what i was gonna say um cool. the the thing that's cool about civilian mind in martin's lyrics especially coming from that uh, that same straight edge perspective we were talking about is just, at least for me, is, you know, like we were saying before, I, I grew up with bands like Have Heart and whatever that like 
bands that really felt like the whole album and music and, and lyrically and just everything kind of felt like more than a band, if you will. Yep. Yep. And I've always wanted to do something in that sense and never really been able to achieve it. Um, I, I guess like I never really had a band that was super trying for that, but like with civilian mind, like we have, uh, this isn't really a spoiler at all, but we have uh, an EP that's going to come out hopefully in either the next few months or later this year um, where I kind of, I mean, I feel like we kind of achieved that on the demo to a degree, but on this thing, I feel it way more. And it's like, I've never been able to achieve that. And I feel like definitely having the same perspective and background and, or, you know, helped, make it feel that cohesive thing where it kind of feels like it could be more than just a record, you know, to somebody like, even if it's just for, for me, because it's like, you know, have heart and American nightmare and stuff, even though I don't think American nightmare is a straight edge band, but like same thing where it's just like those albums took on lives of their own and just had all this meaning to all these myself in uh, I've always wanted to do that. That's why I really like, that era of hardcore and the kind of mm-hmm. era that I'm so very clearly ripping off for civilian mind. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's, it's not, it's not. I, no, I no, no. I, I mean like it, it is what it is. Uh, but it's like, I mean, that's the whole goal. Yeah. But yeah. It's just, it's just with that in mind of like writing something that feels bigger. It can mean more than just these are three songs on the internet that have cool riffs, yeah, I guess. Yeah. No, that makes uh, sense. I, I've talked to, um, this was last year, but I, I wasn't able to pu- publish it because it was just too much, too wild of a, the there was too many interruptions and random things. Um, but I was talking, you know, Year of the Knife? Yeah, of course. I was talking to, uh, I interviewed Brandon Watkins and he, like, when they released um, Internal, or Internal Incarceration. Yeah, yeah. And like, he was saying the same thing like he was saying how how he was really proud of the album because it was like it's like there's a style of hardcore and i feel like it's really hard to i guess encapsulate it if that's a good way of saying it it's like i I feel like there are people who listen to those records like have heart and um american nightmare and like even if you if you throw in like bane's give blood kind of era like there's so much to that hardcore era that all like specifically straight edge bands but like bands you could tell like their blood and sweat just went into those records and like you know they're timeless like have heart i can listen to that album at least every week like it's not something that i could like get tired of like it's something that i will always listen to yeah Um, like no, I, I feel that. The Things We Carry is literally the starting point for anyone mm-hmm. like to, like my age and under entering hardcore mm-hmm. now. That, that album is so impactful musically and lyrically that it is like, I mean, you know, they did that show, the one of, I mean, all the reunion shows were big. They did the one in, in Worcester that was like 10,000 people and Crazy. everyone... And everyone was shocked. And I, I for one, wasn't that shocked because I was just like, yeah, that album was like everyone my age's entry point. Yeah. 
Yep. Like, oh, for sure. It is Especially, just because like, that just... hardcore style was like, I like I remember when those albums came out and like there were so many good bands that just like blossomed from that era. Oh of yeah, Roots Nine and like all of it, and it's just like, yep, like that's, I don't know, like maybe it's just uh, you know that weird like nostalgic piece that people do of like, oh, like you know my time was better, but like no, like that like hardcore was at its peak and su- in a, such a good place like right then. And, yeah, I, I, you know, I think I think hardcore is in a really good place right now too just to mm-hmm. throw that out there but like i think that it it was it's two different feelings and two different mindsets to a degree like yeah. that mindset from that was early 2000s bands is still around where people want to write something that you know has this big meaning and means more and all that um that's definitely still a thing in full-blown like there are bands much better than ours that are trying to do that <laughs> um but like I feel like there's a lot more fun in hardcore now than there was then. Yeah. Like yeah. it's a little, there's a lot less seriousness, which is also, which is also good. Like it's fun. Yeah. Um, you know, um, I think that's like a, a big thing is I think a lot of people now are just, it's easier to, or not easier, but that's not what I'm trying to say, but it's just like, there's a lot more fun to it than I feel like there might've been then, or at least what bands are trying to portray. And For sure. uh, it's just like you know everything evolves and it's it's cool it's cool to see yeah i mean i think but i think you're right like i think like i think early 2000s hardcore i think night like late 90s um you know was kind of like it was in that time frame where it was like pretty serious like i think hardcore i think everything goes in waves right so like i think that from like where how i see it is like in the night, like late nineties, like it was, hardcore was getting pretty serious and like pretty, um, you know, kind of militant. Like you had a lot of the Earth Crisis albums come out, and then like early two thousands, like when I started getting into hardcore, like there was like there were a lot of bands that were writing not only, and this is what the why I'm I'm think I'm referencing Brandon Watkins is like in that time frame there were bands that were like we can write really great content instrumentally but we can also add to that content and work on the lyrics to like make it all go become like this cohesive you know form of music and then that you like you have like have heart and verse like verse is is fucking phenomenal but like yeah verse's albums you know came out too around the same time as um yeah you know like that whole like you said all bridge nine like that time period with bridge nine was phenomenal yeah Uh, well in bringing what you just said back to straight edge to i think that uh it was around that time where a lot of bands realized i mean bands are had already been doing it for the whole time but i think that people realized that we can write music that has a really strong message but also make it really personal yeah and okay. there were bands that did that before the 2000s obviously but yeah. like i just think that that era uh it, it became a, a, a much more personal thing opposed to much more of a, like a group type of feeling, yeah. at least lyrically. Oh, for sure. For like sure. It, it was very, a lot more introspective, I guess. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, like, I, I just think, like, hard, I mean, it, it, like we were saying, like, it, you know, kind of is a roller coaster and goes in waves and, like, um, the, the lyrics like i i'm thinking about the things we carry like and just in that album like every song in that album is 
fucking so good. Like, I, I can't, there's not a song on that album that I don't like. Like, yeah. there's like every single one you can tell that they put 100%, if not more, into like just creating like those songs. Like, and they have like, and I think that's the, I think that's where it started to like kind of t- not necessarily taper. Like, that period was really great. But then I think like a few years after that, a lot of bands were trying to like almost top that and it kind of got into this weird serious you know kind of taken hardcore but i think right now like just from what i've been hearing coming out it's like they like you know at least when i was writing music with my friends and like trying to like make it during that like have heart period ish um was like almost taking ourselves too seriously and not being like oh yeah like this riff has a very familiar sound but like that's okay because that's hardcore like hardcore is just like has its you know it has a very i don't know like you know the correct terms or whatever but like it has a certain feel and Mm -hmm. you don't have to like you can like embody that feel and it can be the same you know progressive chords um and that's totally fine you know and like i think now it's like people are really playing around with like the typical two-step or the typical breakdown or like bringing stuff back from the from the late 90s and you know early 2000s um which is cool super yeah, cool. i think the internet helps because there's always been those outlier bands like mm-hmm. um there's always been someone trying to do something new or something weird and hardcore which is like part of the reason that i i love it um mm-hmm. i like the weirdo stuff um oh for sure but like I think because we have so much access on the internet, this all goes back to technology again. I think that people are willing to, willing and trying to push it farther, find all the deep cuts that we're trying mm-hmm. all the weird stuff and pull from that. And then you try something totally different if you want, you know, yeah. which is something that was much harder to do, say 15 years ago, 10 years ago. It's crazy. It is crazy to think about technology and think about like, like I remember when I when I was writing music before in like my early twenties, it was like we were still doing slider phones. Like there was like yeah, you know, there were still yeah. things that like we, like tech like in order to record things, like we didn't really have great easy technology to like you know just bust out and record a riff and then like try to do you know it, it was just oh yeah different yeah. time. It's a different time. Oh yeah, no, like I mean right now is the easiest time to record there's ever been i mean i recorded the entire civilian mind ep in my bedroom sitting on my bed nice so it's like you know like it's just it's easy to create now which is awesome because it means anyone can do it um it also means you can have one-man bands a lot easier yeah i mean (laughs) there have been there have been a lot of one-man bands the last especially last year it was just like yeah there's a bunch of projects yeah yeah which is awesome i think it's cool i think it's like super cool that people are the amount of bands you can put yourself in is pretty crazy like like you can do a lot (laughs) it's it's not like i remember i i my my friend and i um who like we we were still in a band but then we split up with the drummer and like finding a drummer was a pain in the ass but like you're telling me oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, um, that's 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 a civilian mind issue right now yeah it's uh i mean it's just like it goes back to the whole thing like everybody wants to play guitar and like vocals and uh, 
Yeah, you, know, you, never, you right. never just have natural born, you know, percussionists. You're like, yeah, I want to play in a hardcore band. Oh like, yeah, I mean, I always wanted to, I always wanted to play drums, but you know, when I was a kid, if my parents were like, I yeah. don't want you playing drums in the house, like, no. Yeah. So yeah. guitar it was. I feel like my son is only like 21 months, but he likes to like bang on things, and I just keep thinking like he loves watching me play guitar and stuff, and like I have a pretty sweet setup, but I'm like I should just buy you drums so that you can like <laughs> get into it, and then you can be in hardcore forever because you you'll never be. I mean, he doesn't have bills in hardcore, but hopefully he does. <laughs> yeah, he can do something, Open. anything creative. Oh, for sure. Um, let's see. Let's keep going with some of these questions. Um, sure. Ooh, let's see. So, straight edge. The the question for this question is basically straight edge was born from like the hardcore punk scene and was a response of like culture, like a response to yeah. a way of life that was like, nope, I'm not going to do it. Like if I mean, if you boil it down, you can just you just hop on a minor threat, you know. And yeah. you just kind of like, okay, like these are the things that he, that Ian McKay was like, this is not, this is, I'm not about this. Um, do you think, especially back then, it was just like such a response to like the party life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Do to, you think to, that that's true, still true punks? Well, do, do you think that that still exists? Like that kind of like like nowadays you hear a lot and this kind of touches like on politics. Like a lot of people say like, you know, take politics out of, you know, music or take, you know, politics and social stuff out of music. And I think it's really hard to do that mm-hmm. in hardcore because mm-hmm. hardcore in general is just, has been about politics and social movements. Yeah. I mean, that was one of the other things that drew me to hardcore too, was just, having bands willing to speak and write songs and even just say things on stage uh, about, you know, different political ideologies or things that they believe in uh, was, was a really cool idea to me. Um, Mm. Especially because all uh, most bands that at least I was listening to were saying things I agreed with, which was cool. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so it was kind of like, Oh yeah, I definitely belong in this. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I I firmly believe that politics and straight edge and you know all of these ideologies 100% belong in hardcore. And if you took them out of hardcore, you lose so much of what hardcore is about. You know, it's like we were just talking about. It's like all those albums that really meant something. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't mean as much anymore. It yeah. it just becomes as uh, when it's exclusively a personal journey. Um, and you, you aren't using your platforms to speak out about things. I, I think you're, you're losing a lot and limiting yourself, mm-hmm. um, at least in, in the way of politics. Um, I, and yeah, I think, I think that there still is, uh, a lot of, uh, some like reactionary things as far as straight edge goes. I mean, like, I know a big thing for me when I first found it, or at least once I was in it, was like, I I didn't want to drink, I didn't want to, you know, do drugs or whatever. It wasn't something I ever really wanted to do, even if I hung out with people that did or whatever. It just like, I didn't want it. I I had no interest, no desire. But also part of it was like, you know, me being a teenager (laughs) uh, was like, 
it was fun to make people mad. It still yeah. is. Like, oh, I, there's, sure. there's definitely part of of me that is straight edge out of, out of spite, more or less, <laughs> where it's like, I know it makes people really mad that I don't want to ever drink a glass of wine at dinner, and I think that's the dumbest thing to care about. Yeah, you know. So like, oh, I think that there, sure. I, and I think there's a lot of people out there that either came into it in that way or you know found it like i did eventually where they were like this is this is dumb that this makes you mad i'm gonna keep doing it i'm gonna keep poking yeah. the bear so there's definitely still a react i reactionary thing because i mean like i don't know i mean i'm not a kid now i haven't you know been a kid for a while i guess but <laughs> <laughs> i mean but it's just it, it's still very much uh you know and, th- and things are probably a lot different i work with some younger people and uh, at least during the pandemic I have and they seem very different than kids that I remember when I was their age mm-hmm. you know um, so I think that there still is like you know obviously every the main goal of most teenagers is still probably to party or do whatever you know and so I think that there still is a large portion of kids that find straight edge and it is a reaction thing where they're like I don't want to do that I don't want to be a part of whatever, or even if they're older, like, you know, once I got like around legal drinking age and, you know, all my friends were in college or whatever, and, you know, they all wanted to go to bars and stuff. And it was like, bar culture is the worst thing on earth. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's the worst. Yeah. Like, I just, I have no desire to ever do that but I, I know that there's other people out there that are probably having the same thing where you know there's probably some maybe not at this moment because of covid but you know theoretically there's a kid somewhere in the united states sitting at a bar with his friend just like yo this shit's so stupid like why do we <laughs> like i'm not drinking like this is dumb yep. so I, i'm sure that that will always be a thing uh i think it's it, within hardcore itself definitely lessened in life i think it's not lessened but in hardcore it is i guess yeah because oh, like for sure because for sure. you know when when minor threat and oh you know even a little after those really early straight edge bands were coming around and early youth crew you know i, I listened to a lot of like axe to grind and uh the nice. where, like where it went podcast and stuff which is where it went's really interesting because uh, I don't know if you're familiar with that. It's all the old, they're going through Revelation records from start yeah, yeah. to current day. You know, they have like Ray Capo on and stuff and, you know, talking about a record he wrote when he was, you know, a teenager or whatever. And it's interesting because it's like just hearing how different shows were in the late 80s compared to now, because obviously like hardcore wasn't like what we know it as now. It was still a lot of like just straight punk and yep. a lot of a lot of punks if you will where like you know i think in my entirety of going to shows it's never been like that yeah oh yeah i mean i think it's it's also like locationary too like totally totally you know but i but i also do 100 like why never experienced that definitely locationally but i i still think even at least in the u.s i i should say the majority of scenes i don't think if you're if you're my age at least yeah or older not older younger i don't think a lot of that was uh, you know a thing you know like you didn't go to a show that was in a i mean you might have gone to a show in a diy space or something Mm -hmm. but it was like 
you know, every show wasn't just a bunch of like punk dudes getting wasted and trying to fight people or whatever, yeah. you know? So I think yeah. within hardcore, it's not as uh, prevalent or as like, uh, it, yeah, as it used to be. I mean, yeah, it was reactionary. Was, yeah. Um, the, on Toby, Mo- Toby Morris's podcast, he interviews one of his first ones he did was Mike judge. Oh yeah. He, he like Mike judge. He talks about Mike judge and like, or Mike judge talks about his, growing up in like jersey and going to new york shows in new york and dc and like you know it's just a totally different time like you you would you know i think location too look like he you know talks about it just being sketched to get on the subway um Mm -hmm. you know and take to get to a show or walking down the street but like just the kinds of people that were there you know it's like you have skinheads and nazis and punks and all these, you know, just a bunch of different people um, where now it's it's very much, you know, as music does, like it, it's become its own like niche thing where it's like, yeah, you know, you still have bands that like mix music styles and have like mixed, you know, crowds. But like, you know, hardcore shows genuinely draw hardcore kids, you know, when you like when you were growing up in my time, it was like, you know, bunch of camo pants and army yeah. hats. And, you know, like those kinds of things where I wasn't yeah. like, wouldn't see like a skinhead. Like if you did, it was rare, but it yeah, was like we... old bands that would, they would show up for. Uh, I, I think, but... I think that uh, right now, because I think that a lot of kids, because like, again, because of the internet are finding, you know, things like Oi and whatever, mm-hmm. or like, you know, death metal or something, but they're, they're all kids that still love hardcore and I think if you mm-hmm. go to shows now compared to like when we were growing up, it's kind of almost everywhere. It's it's back to that where it's not as rare to see somebody who might be like a sharp or something, yeah. or it yeah. might not be as rare to see some kid with long hair and a cannibal corpse shirt. Cause it's like, okay, yeah. it's at least here, you know, all of my experience growing up and it was here. It now it's like, okay to not just be the standard issue, hardcore kid. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Where like I when I first started coming to shows, I had really long hair and I wore a lot of metal shirts and nobody would talk to me. <laughs> and like people would try to mosh on me and shit. And then like five years later I cut my hair and then people treated me totally differently. You know, it's like Yeah. It's totally a different I mean, I remember yeah, that, it's, I totally yeah. remember that time period. I had I had like medium long hair and did not I didn't wear like the um the army issue camo shorts, but like you know ones that you yeah. buy holes or something like that, and like but like then it was just like it still was like you know there was like uh, I think in early two thousands there still was that code of like this is what you do to go to hardcore shows this is what you look like this is what you wear and I remember in Tucson at um, Scrappies there was this guy oh, yeah. who worked it, there was a guy who worked there. And he would like, he commented, I remember being like, God, you're such a dick. But he like commented on me wearing a New York uh, Yankees hat. And he was like, all right, typical New York Yankees hat. Like you probably don't even like the team. But I remember like him saying that to me and just being like, you're a dick. Like, you know what I mean? But it was like, he was making a very real comment of like, and he was maybe a little older than me, but it was like, yeah, man, like there was like a code like the week before i did not have a new york yankees hat like i had a you know like it was a different one but it was like you know it wasn't necessarily about 
the baseball team you liked. It was about the location you were repping. Like it wasn't, you know, it was, it was a weird code. And it's like, I don't think anybody who's younger than us. Yeah. They don't get it. Yeah. They don't get it. Like it's like, yeah, they, they don't get that. Like if, if you, you didn't just, you know, if you liked a crust band, you didn't just go to the crust show. You had to like try to fit in at the crust show or like it might not. One is definitely not an inviting space, but also like, could just go very wrong for you yeah you know it was it was was very much like people kind of stayed in their own lane and it wasn't really cool to to intermingle where now it's like it doesn't matter uh kids are just super into whatever they're into unapologetically and like it's really cool to me yeah it's it's pretty yeah it's really awesome i like one of my new favorite genres that i found i didn't really find it last year but like I, i guess like I really started developing a huge love for is like the crossover hardcore death metal bands. Like okay. The, yeah. Like those, like, like not like, like, like municipal waste, but like, you know, bands like enforced or yeah. It's just uh, like straight, straight crossover. Yeah. Yeah. Straight up crossover, but like crossover hardcore, like, you know, mind force, like kind of falls in that yeah, cross, yeah. You know, crossover hard. Like that to me is like the true hardcore crossover. Cause it's like, new york vocals with you know very wild metal riffs yeah. and over thrash basically yeah yeah with like a mosh part yeah yeah so it's like you know you have bands like that are coming out and doing cool stuff and like it not being weird um the exposure yeah it's all exposure like you said this whole time yeah. we're talking it's like internet exposure all of it yeah it, it just you know it's just kind of you know it's also how how popular it is now compared to probably then i I don't know like i don't remember a ton but from from back then but it's just like now since it's such a a popular thing it's almost it's still niche but it's not as small of a niche so it's not so much like uh who's this outsider coming into this thing yeah it's it's more of like uh it's a little more accepting yeah oh for sure yeah i mean i definitely I think the last show that I didn't feel too, maybe it wasn't terribly unwelcome, but it felt like early 2000s or early 2000s, like, or like growing up time period was like, I went to uh, see Venom Prison. Um, that, oh, okay. This was like a year ago, two years ago before the pandemic. And it was just weird because it was like, you know, you have like metal, like, like I feel like there, we had reached a point in like shows that is at least in the hardcore scene i think maybe the metal scene's a little different maybe i'm correct yeah uh, they're they're definitely still very much uh you it's not as cool to like what you like it's you you have to you know like have the mold. Like long hair and like yeah you gotta you know, it's, mold, it's so. sucked because like i remember i was like i do you listen to, have you listened to venom prison before oh yeah yeah okay um so like you know they they have like some pretty awesome breakdowns and like you know hardcore you know dancing parts and i remember yeah. like mocking parts and i remember i there were people dancing and, and i was dancing too and they were just like you know just pissed off metal dudes who were just like i don't like these people when they do this like we got to push oh, them off. yeah it, it's it's it was interesting i mean like but i think hardcore for sure has definitely like not saying that we're the only genre of music that has evolved but like yeah we've definitely not, become yeah. much we've become much more welcoming of like yeah come on over like let's you know let everybody in kind of a thing yeah um, and this kind of this kind of goes into the next question which is so 
in the hardcore scene in general like rowdiness fighting and infighting is a huge thing like but it's just part of the culture mm-hmm. um how do you think that like I don't know. I, I frame this question as like, do you think like people in the hardcore scene, like, pe- like I think that they're, for me, what has been really helpful, I guess, not only in like just my own like recovery and straight edge path, it's like more of like hardcore, I feel like is a, a straight up home for me. And like, I don't alone, I feel accepted. And, um, but I, but when I meet people who are like truly in the hardcore scene or like hardcore people, they are just really welcoming and kind. Like I, I, I think there's just like some weird, you know, it's like you were saying earlier, there's like a connection, an unspoken connection between somebody. Like you might not necessarily like them or they might not like you, but like you kind of get them on a yeah. level. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Um, do you think like people like that, like, I don't know, because it is chaotic. Like it's a very chaotic scene. Um do you think we make better people? <laughs> oh, do you think people like come out of it better? Yeah. Uh, yes and no. Okay. I think, I think it's like, it's like anything else in life. You get out of it almost what you put in, in okay. a way. Um, if somebody's a shitty person that uh, is going to do, you know, heinous bad things, uh, they can find hardcore and use it as an outlet and an excuse to do whatever stupid thing they're going to do, you know, whether it be starting fights or, you know, something God forbid worse. Um, People, there's always going to be shitty people in hardcore and there's always going to be awesome people in it, just like Mm -hmm. anything else. Uh, It's just, you can use it as an excuse or you can use it as something to learn from and something to, to grow with um i i i want to say like deep down i want to say yes that uh a lot of the best people i know and the hardest working people i know are people that come from hardcore but i i can't just because also some of the worst people i've ever met in my life <laughs> yeah also sure. co- are also very much involved uh and it's just i you know, it's, it's like you said, it's like, uh, it's, it's chaotic. It's, it's still as much as we're saying, it's like uh, a more popular, less niche thing. It still is kind of the wild west to a degree. Um, yeah, that's true. And I think that attracts certain kind of certain kinds of people on both sides where, uh, there are people that, you know, just like the lawlessness of it. And there's other people that kind of, I guess, look at that lawlessness. Some people look, I, should, I guess I should say it, like some people look like, look at the, the lawlessness of it and, and use it as like a building block or something. Mm-hmm. And then some people mm-hmm. use it to try to become, you know, like the villain of a Mad Max film. Yeah, where they're, they're climate, where they're, they're stomping on everybody else to show that they're stronger mm-hmm. or better or whatever. Well, yeah, I think that there's like, well, I think that's, I think where I'm going with, where I was going with this question is like, you're like, you're right. Like, it's like a yes and no. Like, even as you talking about that, like the last show that I went to was the Warriors at the Underground. I did sound for that show. Nice. Yeah, I was there. That's awesome. It was a great show. Fucking awesome show. So much. Um, But they, um, 
there was a dude in the pit who just was fucking kicking everybody just like kicking trying to kick people in the face and i just remembered like like avoiding him but then yeah. also being like like i don't know it, like it just is it's a uh, like i could see it's it's like you were saying like you could have a building block for something but then you can have like and i hate it because this sounds like the like the cop argument but it's like then you have like a couple bad people who are like you know just yeah. wanting to be the fucking villains of it and like you know you can see the look in their eyes you can see the way that like there are you like i'm sure you've seen it too it's like there are people that you can call out when you go to a show that you're like oh that person's just wanted to fuck somebody up like that's not oh <laughs> you know oh, oh yeah if hardcore's taught me anything about life it's that it's pretty easy to walk in and identify mm-hmm. who the biggest biggest toughest guy in the room actually is yeah yeah oh <laughs> uh, for sure it's it's a weird uh, even if it's someone you don't expect, it's like you just kind of learn how to figure it out. Um, th- I just think, you know, for for all of us, good or bad, uh, hardcore is an outlet, yeah. ultimately. It's an outlet for creativity. It's an outlet for, you know, naturally anger. It's an outlet for most emotions. Um, and, you know, like I was saying before, that comes with good and bad where some people take it a little far uh, and it gets a little rowdy. Um, it, but, you know, and for them, it might make them feel better about whatever's happening in, in their life. Yeah. Uh, and then there's other people that just, you know, are just there to have a good time and understand or not understand per se, but just are, are a little more mindful. I think that, you know, it even saying, you know, cops, like you're saying the cop argument, um, same kind of thing i guess when you're at least talking about people that are attracted to it there's people that yeah like the idea of the community and making a difference or at least attempting to and mm. then there's people that are like oh shit i'm the law now yeah so yeah so shitty it's like it, i mean it's just a it's a state of mind like it's just the type of person who is like who can yeah. take that take whatever it is because i think to me and I and I remember just like growing up with my with my parents always being like, you know, like hardcore is you know it's just like a bunch of people screaming and they're like these you know like real conservative Christian people and like not into it and um, but I just remember just being like this is like my thing like this is like I knew that it was like there was some level of it that was like deeper like a deeper connection um, and I feel like. I don't know. It just, it sucks to, to see people use it in that way. Cause like, I definitely don't, I think maybe like in my older, my old age, I guess, like I've become more gutsy at shows, you know, like I'm not as timid of like moshing or whatever, you know, like I have more, like, I remember looking at those dudes and being like, Oh, fuck these people. Like they just want to like ruin people's days. <laughs> but like, I, I don't know, maybe it's just getting older. I don't know. It's one of those. Oh, uh, I mean, it's, at least in that sense, I mean, I when I started, I've never been a, a, a big person uh, physically in any mm-hmm. sense. So, like, when I started coming to shows, you know, it was like, uh, I don't know, I was, I was probably the smallest guy or second smallest guy in the room or whatever. So, I get what you're saying. Uh, it, it's also just, like, another thing that hardcore kind of teaches you. Um, it's just, like, I was always 
a little timid or whatever, worried about getting hurt or something for with moshing. I mean, I was always there and up front, so I obviously wasn't that afraid of getting hurt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah. uh, but uh, it was like I, you know, there's a lot of times I wanted to mosh when I was really young and I didn't because I was just like, ah, I'm really small, I'm gonna die. Yeah, <laughs> and then eventually you just have the realization of you know what's the worst thing that's gonna happen you're gonna get punched in the face and it's like i already got punched in the face today like yeah. you, know, you know like it's like whatever it it's just one of those things where i think it kind of teaches you to at least for certain people i guess not probably not everybody but it kind of can teach you to push through that fear of almost unknown or like worrying about what could happen and just being in the moment because mm-hmm. i mean totally. that's especially with like moshing and stuff. I mean, that's what it is. I mean, there's a lot of people that think life makes a lot more sense, you know, yeah. when they're in the, in a pit and it's like, well, yeah, you only have two objectives, not get hit. And uh, I don't know, I guess just one, just not get hit. Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a lot pretty, easier than life. <laughs> it is pretty okay. It's like, that's, and I think that's the thing is like, uh, I feel like people who, I feel like if you just like hardcore music or just like, I don't know. It's weird. I, I'm just like more of like, I'm an all or nothing kind of person. So it's like, I've liked hardcore since I was really little. And like, it's not, it was never a phase. It is definitely like its own thing and its own like, you know, world. Like my ex-girlfriend um, in high school, like went to a show with me and like, didn't understand it. Like, it's just like, it's, it's a very unique, it's a very unique thing. Like, it's not yeah, just like, yeah. You go to a hardcore show and it's like, you know, in my mind, I'm expecting to see stage dives and pits and fighting and, you know, people who just fought, you know, hugging and like all these crazy, it's a a gamut of emotions. Well, yeah. And it's, you know, like we were saying, it's a, it's an accepting place, but it's still not for everyone. And it, it won't ever be because of what it is. Yeah. Uh, It's just. And that's, and that's not saying that it's like discriminatory in any sense. Yeah. Uh, it's just like, if you're someone that's not into the, the, the danger to a degree, it's never going to be for you. Even if you like the music, it's just like shows in like the culture in general just won't be for you. You know, yeah. like it takes a special, it takes somewhat of a special kind of person to like go to a show and watch somebody rip a piece of metal off a wall and hit somebody else with it and be like oh this is cool i want to come do this more yeah, yeah. I, I went to a show i went to you know the band cdc yeah uh, i saw it it was like one of the last times cdc toured and it was like when scrappies had relocated to a different location and i remember i took my one of my best friends i'm his like brother-in-law who was i think i was in my 20s and then he was like had to win like 17 and i remember we took him to the show it was like really you know like really small space and like you know kind of like janky walls and i remember he like went in he he thought that the pit was like like a push mosh it wasn't obviously yeah and uh, this dude this dude like it didn't kick him like he like really quickly learned that he He's like, oh, no, like, I can't be in here. Like, this is pretty yeah. crazy. Then this other random dude just, like, put his head through the wall. Like, his own head through the wall. It just, like, pushed, like... And I remember just being, like, this is your introduction to, like, my world. And, like, it's really strange, I'm sure. 
for you. Oh, yeah. It's a crazy, oh. I mean, yeah, you see some weird shit for sure. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, I, I don't even, you know, my parents, you know, didn't like, you know, they didn't really see shows or totally understand yeah. what I was doing besides going to a concert. And I mean, my mom is a teacher, so I'm sure eventually she kind of understood what I was going to because she had students that were also going mm-hmm. at the and same time. And it was one of those things where it's like, I've always kind of wondered if they know exactly like, you know, cause there was definitely situations and things that I saw when I was much younger than I should have been in, mm-hmm. uh, in shows, at least violence wise, uh, especially kind of here when I was younger. I mean, I missed a lot of the real craziness, but I mean, I, I remember when I first started coming to shows and like metal, you know, metal dev and stuff was still mm-hmm. a thing. It was like some of those shows got insane. I just like, I mean, it's it's always interesting just trying to think of the now because it's been so long since I was the outsider, you know? Yeah, and, yeah, for sure. And it's, I mean, it just, yeah, it just, it's it's a weird thing to to get into, but I mean, I don't know. It just it it kind of ends up making sense at at a at a point. <laughs> at some point, it does definitely. Yeah. Um, so this is so this is a rec- this is like a, a recovery sober straight podcast. Some gaggle things. Um, but what I was gonna what I want to ask you is that there are a lot of people who are you know, ex either in recovery or sober who find strange appealing like myself. Like I'm in, I fall, I definitely fall in this category and like gatekeeping is a thing. Like people gatekeep, love to gatekeep things. And I, I feel like there's like that ongoing, ongoing joke with straight edge people is that like, we are gatekeepers. Yeah. Um, and I think I, I strongly believe that like that like a drug free lifestyle is is like the way to go like that's Mm -hmm. just i think like from what we were talking about earlier it's like i want to feel every single fucking thing it doesn't matter what it is like i want to be able to understand it because i don't want to crutch um how do you in a world that is that is now you know i think that there's some like pros and cons to i mean a lot of more pros with like legalization of things but how do you how is a straight edge band or as somebody in straight who is in straight edge? Um, how do you, how do you be, how, do you, do you think that we should be more appealing to people? And do you think that we should, you know, cap it straight edge off with people and just be like, you know, like the gatekeeping mon- mindset of like, if you break edge, you break edge forever kind of thing. Um, Cause like some okay. people that's clearly not a thing, right? Like yeah. that's, that yeah. sometimes people just relapse and have a hard like can't deal um but really do want to live this way like, yeah. it's kind of a couple of questions in one but no 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 I, I get what you're getting at okay. um i uh no i mean I, i'm i'm always for being more appealing i mean to to me like i was saying before straight edge and sobriety and whatever uh I've always made sense to me and I, I really can't see myself living any other way um, just because it just doesn't appeal to me. doesn't make sense to me why you would want to do it. Um, and I think that there's a lot of people that could really benefit from it. 
And I, I, I think that there are more pros than cons, like you're saying. I mean, there are some pretty major cons to being straight edge as someone who's been straight edge their entire social, almost their entire social life. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, and I, I grew, where I, I grew up really north in Phoenix and uh, it really wasn't, I mean, I had a couple friends that were older than me that showed me kind of what straight edge was um, at the time. Uh, but they were a little older, so I wasn't always hanging out with them. But, you know, I mean, that's a big thing that a lot of people kind of don't talk about a lot that comes with being young in straight edge is that you, to a degree, depending on how open you are to being around things, you can end up isolating yourself a lot more from your peers. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's like the biggest con, obviously. Uh, there's not really a bigger con than that. Um, which can lead to some, some weird things or can, you know, not do great things for you mentally. Um, I never really had that big of a problem with that. Cause I just never really cared about being around people drinking or whatever. Um, but the same kind of all ties together, I guess. Cause like, I, I don't know. I think that there are a lot of people that would benefit from it if they would give it a shot or whatever, but also it, it kind of comes to a point where like, you know, there are people that, I don't know. I'm trying to think of how I'm going to word this. I I had a really good friend for a long time who is kind of how you're describing where he, he was kind of straight edge on and off for a really long time, but the entire time I knew him, Uh, I always supported whatever decision he was trying to make, unless it was something that was very clearly going to harm himself or others. Uh, which sometimes it, it did. And, you know, uh, but I think for him, part of, part of the issue with him staying straight edge was I think that there was a lot of pressure around mm-hmm. making the correct, the straight edge choice, if you will. And I think that's really silly. Um, I always tell people, I have no problem with anybody who's ever broken edge or anything. Like life happens, life changes. It is what it is especially if you're talking about in a recovery sense, you know, things happen. Uh, battling addiction is like one of the hardest things you can ever do. Um, yeah. Like there's, there's, that's like, that's not even a question. That's just a statement. It is literally one of the hardest things you can ever do if you're in that position or you have, you know, whatever, you know, drives you to do it. Um, and I, I don't think we should necessarily you know gatekeep it but i think that there's the term itself to me almost doesn't matter like if you benefit from essentially what is living a straight edge lifestyle you know just being sober yeah um you shouldn't be worried about a title per se you should just i think that adds some undue pressure for some people not everybody yeah, for some for people sure. that helps for some people it helps them stay motivated because of there's this thing and you know this title and yeah um so i think that we should just we should be encouraging people to if they want to or if they would really benefit them to live that drug and alcohol free lifestyle and if they want to claim straight edge that's awesome if they're you know 
I don't know. I, I have mixed feelings on the topic. I guess I'm trying to think about it right now, but just, just because it's like, I do think that it's super beneficial and I want everyone that should be doing it or wants to do it to take that step and do it. But like I was saying, like, I don't really think the label totally matters if you're doing it for yourself. Cause I, I mean, I think straight edge should be a personal, a personal journey anyway. Mm. Like you shouldn't, you shouldn't be doing it for, or claiming it for somebody else or whatever you should be doing it for your for your yourself almost like it's it's to me it's not as much of a group thing as it is a personal thing like the group aspect is there and for sure it's all it's awesome and has its own thing um like we've been talking about but for me it's like really a, a personal decision yeah um sure. and I, I i like i was saying i was saying part of me is torn just because like you know, I, you know, we grew up in a similar time period where to me, like when you, I, I still kind of have that in, thing engraved, ingrained in my mind where it's like the term straight edge is a really important thing. And, you know, mm-hmm. breaking edge of reclaiming and breaking and reclaiming is like kind of silly. Yeah. But also, I guess what I'm getting at in that sense is like, if that's something that may happen, you shouldn't even worry about the term, you know, you should just be trying to live the lifestyle <laughs> and surrounding yourself with the people and just worrying more about making sure you're you're getting what you need and and going through your day to day the way you want to and you shouldn't necessarily be worried about a title per se yeah no that makes a lot of sense i totally get that i very much respect that too i i I think that you and i and people who are older than us um definitely come from this time period where there is a lot of talk of reclaiming and um, a lot of talk breaking edge and like that being like sacrilegious shit. Like, Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not like, you know, and I know for myself, like for my own personal journey and choice, like it is what I, it is what I've, I've chosen for it to be. And like, I'm not going to, but like, yeah, I I think that they're like in the back of my mind when I was, you know, thinking about it for a while it was just like if i like you know there's like this this edge police that's out there who's gonna fucking yeah. stomp on you know like knock on my yeah. door and stomp on me if i like relapse or something like that and i think like i don't know i, I think that why i do these conversations um and interviews with people who might necessarily like identify as sober or in recovery is because like straight edge is a very much like it is a sober lifestyle, but it has like these, these weird ins and outs and rules and um, concepts that people subscribe to or some people do and some people don't as far as just like, you know, like like you're vegan straight edge. I'm not vegan straight edge. Mm -hmm. Like those kinds Mm -hmm. of things that like really start boiling down to like appeal. And then there's people who are, you know, older, old as us or older who, have this real like you know real almost dark like gang-like mentality with it yeah Uh, yeah yeah and it's it's hard because it's like i think i do believe that this this that straight edge is a very positive thing i think that there's like there's nothing but good things can come out of it in terms of living an alcohol drug-free lifestyle totally Um, but at the same time like it i feel like 
you know, it kind of boils down to, and I think it's just come like listening to other interviews with other people who are straight edge is like, it's not as it's the, it's like the story of how people claim edge or become straight edge is a lot of it is just like, I was, I figured out that that's what I am. And, um, you know, like I subscribe to all of it. And, um, I think that like, it's such a different world too. And we've got, we've had this, this thing go on for such a long time to where people can like get shied away from it because they're just like, I don't want to be a part of this, like gatekeeping, you know, mean dude culture. Um, that's just trying to, you know, tell me what to do. Um, Yeah. And I, 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 I get it, but at the same time, it's like, I, you know, like, I don't want to force people to be strange. I think you should do whatever you want to do. But at the same time, like, it's like create that space that it's like, you know, it's like actually a really good thing to live drug free. And it's like a really good thing to like, this is like, in my opinion, but of course you don't, you can do whatever you want, but like, no, no. Yeah. It's I, like reclaiming, I guess, reclaiming straight edge in a sense um, is what I'm trying to like get with these kinds of styles of interviews. Yeah. And you know, with, with the thought of reclaiming like you're, you're saying yeah like growing up it was very much sacrilege I mean like I said I didn't really have like a ton of straight edge friends growing up so it kind of wasn't really like a thing I I thought about outside of like I don't know listening to AFB or something and, <laughs> oh, uh, oh. and listening listen to like jumping ships or something but like uh <laughs> you know like I, like I didn't have friends breaking edge around me or anything and yeah it was you know like even if they were it wouldn't be some heartbreaking thing to me because it's like yeah you damn that sucks because like now i don't relate to you as much but it's like i don't care yeah. do whatever you're gonna do but uh i think as people that are straight edge within a scene uh no we can do exactly what you're talking about still where we can make an inviting space for other people to live their life um you know substance free uh without feeling judged or forced into it or whatever you know even if they don't claim edge we can still encourage them to do what's best for them easily and create that space uh i mean i know here at least in Arizona and Phoenix, at least. Um, I want to say that 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 happens a lot, uh, at least amongst people I know, all the straight edge kids I know. I mean, there's not a ton of us here anymore, but all the ones that are, are very, you know, very open and inviting to the idea of like, you know, somebody who's either in recovery or is just someone who's looking for, not maybe not even in recovery maybe they're they're kind of i mean i don't really know how the terminology for recovery goes so i guess like you've already done recovery for the most part you're just staying sober um i like i just know especially through like shows here and shows at the nile and stuff like everyone always welcomes anyone with open arms in that respect where it's like hey man you may not be straight edge but like you're trying to walk the straight and narrow you can come hang out with us like we don't do that stuff. We're not going to pressure you to do anything. You're not going to put you in a situation where, you know, you might be tempted to do it or something, um, which is really cool. Cause you know, like I was saying, like you don't have to be straight edge, but you can still reap the benefits of living the lifestyle. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I think, and, and I think like a lot of, a lot of hardcore now is really accepting of that idea as well. Um, and just people doing what they need to do to better their lives. So I think it's, especially now, like it's not as big of a deal. I'm sure to younger kids that are edge, if someone they know breaks edge or whatever, or whatever, but like, yeah, I think, I think encouraging people to live that way, whether they claim or not, if it's what they want to do is, is really cool. Uh, and we should always be making that space for people that, that are looking for it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think, I think what's kind of cool and this like ties back into our earlier conversation about how part is like, I think that like now, especially even what you were saying about your own band is like, you know, there are a lot of straight edge bands out there now that are not necessarily writing these like super militant straight edge lyrics, um, but are, are straight edge bands and, you know, very much have that subscribe to this lifestyle, um, but aren't like trying to ram it down people's throats and like not trying to like energize their, you know, their following or crowds to like, you know, and I think that there, there is, there are a bunch of bands that are like that, which I think more so it's older bands, bands. Um, I think it's also covers part of the conversation earlier is like crews are not a thing as big of a thing anymore. And like, so there's not like this urgency or the sense of urgency or like alertness to like, you know, represent where you're from. Like, you know, that was like a big thing in like two thousands was like, yeah, it was like, you know, I I come from Las Vegas or like, I, you know, like, you know, different bands like that who had like their intro outro songs that were like staking claim of where they're, you know, it's a little different now yeah i think that's still a thing it's just a lot more in um good spirit more so than yeah it's 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 not as i get what you're saying it's not as uh defensive if you will or like it's not as much of like a a a battle cry it's more of uh it's more in like this is where i'm from and i still like you know people yeah you know still rip it like i mean how many times have you gone to a show here where some band is yelled something about like Arizona hardcore where you're at, like, you know, it's like, I mean, naturally people are always proud of, well, not always, but mostly proud of where they come from if they're involved with the community. But I think it's definitely, no, no, for sure. And I definitely think it's, uh, it's in more of a fun spirit. It's like we were talking about before. It's hardcore. It's just a lot like people just loosen the tie. Yeah. And it's just it's just a lot more fun now, and it's a lot more easygoing, and a lot of. Well, it's like there, and you know, and I think it's cool. I think we're, I think especially, um, I think we're just like in a, because I could talk to you about hardcore forever. I really, because <laughs> hardcore is great. It's one of the hardcore greatest. Sick, yeah. Um, but like, I think that like we're in a really really awesome time with music and i think there's a lot of good bands who are doing stuff and i think like i think what you guys are doing is super awesome um because i think that there needs i mean like when i grew up there weren't that many like arizona straight edge bands yeah Uh, and i think it's cool like you know you have you and you have incentive from tucson and yeah uh, boys yeah it's it's sick it's really cool to like see that kind of thing happen um because it just like there were I can't like honestly I can't think of any like Tucson hard like straight edge bands like I remember there were trying there were bands that wanted to be but never I mean, really did much um, I mean I mean you guys had 
step aside was from Tucson. Uh, you guys had mm-hmm. wrong idea for a minute uh, before they essentially became get a grip. Uh, yeah, that's true. I mean, but we didn't really have like, like true straight edge. Like, like we had hardcore bands, but like not any bands that are like, like, I think, I, I think it was cool to see uh, the Warriors with like, ins- and, like incentive played and see bands where they're like bringing fucking markers to like, oh yeah, yeah, like that yeah. shit. Like, yeah, I, like, yeah, I, yeah. In that sense where, yeah, where incentive, my favorite thing ever is that they have a literal pelican case for their giant Sharpie so they can all X up before the set. That's pretty awesome. I love it. It's I love uh, it. That's, no, no. I didn't know that, but I want to now. Like, yeah, I don't know if that's a secret. If it is, sorry, Dan. Uh, I mean, I'm uh, gonna <laughs> talk to him. Uh, awesome. But it's yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. I'm mean, growing up here for me. There were straight edge bands, but there weren't like, I guess not not a ton that I can remember off the top of my head. Besides the couple that I've probably already mentioned. But like, well, yes, yeah, think... oh, I don't know. It's, it's just, I'm just same thing where it's like, yeah, it's it's cool that like even if it is like a little corny, like xing up for a show or whatever. Yeah. Like, yo, I, I get amped anytime I see a band do that. Oh, for like, sure. I was uh, I was talking. So um, I talked to um, Tim. What's his last? I can't remember his last name. Sorry if you're listening to this, buddy. Tim Breck from uh dan it's a dan's brother oh uh, yeah 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 yeah. um yeah, slow, slow descent yeah yeah slow descent sorry that's yeah, the man I was yeah saying. yeah yeah um he was talking I, ha- I had him on the show last year and we were talking about how like and it's like a huge part of like straight edge and i think which is great now and it's goes with hardcore too is like it's like gimmicky like it's like silly like it's it's kind oh, of yeah yeah you know and yeah. it's like i feel like i love it i think that like now we're getting to this place maybe again but i think especially in this 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 go around of like just silly enjoying being who we are as individuals and like not so worried about that imagery i mean there will always be people who do that but like there was so much of it when i was growing up was imagery and like you know we were doing that's about the whole conversation we had earlier it's like there was a there was a like a there was a style to fill and you had to fill it. And like, now mm-hmm. it's just like, it doesn't matter. And I think it's, that's so awesome. Oh yeah. No, I, I, I love, I love the borderline fantasy goofiness of a lot of, there's a whole almost section of straight edge bands in the past couple of years. It's incentive. I'm not, not saying incentives goofy in any way, shape or form, but it's just <laughs> like, like Lucas's lyrics are awesome. They're so sick. Like I love, I love those straight edge bands that have those wild lyrics about like being forged in the flames and oh uh, yeah. you know where it just sound it just sounds insanely epic and it's just yeah, like oh, yeah it, sure. and it's just a long winded way of saying yeah I don't want to drink a beer yeah I mean it's a, I think it's like there's so many great bands right now um, that are just like not even just in the straight edge like realm but like a lot of bands you know like have you listened to Seed of Pain of course. It's like you know, it's like I yeah. like half of their lyrics are about like Dungeons and Dragons and like Warcraft. Oh. Like it's like oh yeah, crazy. It's it. it's it's fucking awesome. And it's like not, I don't know. Like when I was a kid, I don't know if you remember this band. Do you remember? Did you ever listen to Shark Punch? Oh yeah, 
God, fucking Shark Punch. Like, I, I love that band so much. <laughs> and they had like four songs, you know? And yeah. it was all yeah. cheesy, yeah. you know, Dino Bro Corps is what they call it. And it's like, you know, there were bands like that who didn't take themselves seriously, but just like had fun. And I think we're getting, finally getting back to that place. And it's just, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I, I always bully Martine because I always lyrics to be more like, crazy fantasy straight edge like 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 the shit lucas writes where i just wanted to write just ridiculous sonnets about straight edge <laughs> and he won't do it. <laughs> do it i mean like that would be awesome yeah, well it's maybe. just like well, it's now, that pu- now that i've publicly called him out on a podcast maybe he'll do it you should do it you should definitely have him do it i think that'd be awesome yeah um so last question is do okay. you have any um you have any shout outs or anything to recommend to listen to read watch anything outside of uh, hardcore and straight edge or even re- relating to but anything um to- yeah i mean i'm sure i got a couple i mean obviously already shout out anyone in any arizona band uh, straight edge or not uh incentive skin ticket arms reach beg for life um I'm sure there's more Pig City. Arms Reach, by, Arms Reach's album, that new album is sick, by so the way. Good. So oh good. God, so good. So good. Um, yeah, I mean, shout out anything for that. Um, I guess uh, while, I, while I got the space, I guess, shout out uh, Tim Rule over in Germany, fellow straight edgeman, uh, fellow cool. edgeman. Uh, he runs Bound by Modern Age Records. He put out my other band, Ritual of Decay, he's released insane amounts of vinyl for us. Um, and his label is like a straight edge, vegan straight edge label for the most. I think actually every band is vegan and straight edge. Um, so check that out if you're, they got all sorts of cool stuff. Um, uh, I don't know, shouting out stuff. I'm trying to think of. I always draw a blank around this stuff happens. Um, <laughs> like it's, I feel like I'm just always consuming media. So I'm always doing something and I just, the minute someone asks me, I go blank. Uh, I guess if it, it's not even hardcore or straight edge or anything related, I don't know if you like comics, go read Gideon Falls. That, yeah, I read That's, the first volume. It was sick. It, insane insane book from start to finish uh i don't know uh if you want to be straight edge be straight edge if you don't don't go vegan Uh, that's all i got and go that way yeah that's all i got awesome thanks brian i appreciate your time and it's been been a great conversation yeah thanks for having me awesome have a good one yeah you too bye